we do with our hands? This is there. Okay. Oh, there's a fly. You go right in my mouth. No. <laughs> yeah. Hi, everyone. Welcome to. No, no, it's not ASMR. Hey, everyone. Hey, guys. Welcome to. We use. Hey, hey everyone. everyone. That was ugly. Yeah. Hey everyone, hey, welcome everybody. to episode two of We, we used, used to Be Married. We just still don't have a jingle. We don't. We're going to work on that though. It's yeah. going to come soon. So this is a story about two hot ass college kids who dated. Broke up. Dated again. Broke up again. Had a baby. Got married. And got divorced. And, and we're, we're still, still friends. friends. For now. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes, yes. Most of the time, yes. So, um, how was your week so far? Amazing. Yeah. Literally, I'm amazed. Really? Yeah. That's great, man. I am having a good week as well, I oh, think. Oh, great. Yeah. Can you get, can put her there. Here's a yes. great week. All right. Making it through. Um, so, what are we talking about today? Today, today is a very special episode. Yes. First of all, it's number two. We, we made it to the second one. Um, we have two mics now, um, one for every viewer. And so hopefully we will be adding mics, more mics, a thousand mics. Why do we need a thousand mics? We don't need a thousand mics, okay. but it'd be nice to have a thousand viewers. That'd be great. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? So today is very exciting. We are going to be talking about why, why we did got... we... Wait, can we... <laughs> One, two, three. Why, Why did, did we, we get, get divorced? <laughs> One more time. Why, Why did we, we get divorced? Ayun, cheers. Cheers. Okay. Man, um, that's an easy answer. You very know. simple answer. You know, um, I can tell you that in because one is because you, you got cancer at being a husband. Ah, wow. You know, I was kind of joking about the cancer thing, but it is a very nuanced thing. And her having cancer was part of it. And me sucking was also part of it. But um, yeah, it's 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 a little more complicated than that, isn't it? Yeah, I think it so. Is. Yeah. All right. So I thought today we oh. would maybe hear each other's perspective. Oh, so yes, take yes, me yes, yes, through yes, yes. what that was like, our wow. marriage and what what your experience was, what you you were feeling what you recall uh-huh. up until we decided to get divorced. Wow. Okay. This and then is... and then it'll be my turn. So and then I'll tell you. Okay. Um, that's I, the most important part. I feel like I've I know your part already, but you know maybe okay. we'll come to some sort of understanding between the two of us. Maybe we'll uncover something you didn't know. Yeah. Maybe you will discover something you didn't know. Right. This is actually not a discussion we've had before, so this is going to be very interesting. Uh, I'm excited. So. Buckle up. Mm-hmm. We are going. We are going to time travel now back to two thousand and nine. nine. So this is what happened the day after we got married. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe not the exact day after. So um, we got married on April fourth, two thousand nine. That is our anniversary. <laughs> Was. And uh, it was a very interesting time for me. It was, uh, I would say, wait, our marriage lasted just shy 
of three years. Mm-hmm. Um, that first year of marriage. Wow, what an interesting time. So I was an actor. Still, mm-hmm. I'm an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and just starting, that, just starting out, right? Yeah, just starting out back in the day. And so I was kind of busy with that. I just booked my first national. You know, I had made a little bit of money, but then I spent it all because mm-hmm. I was thinking, oh, this is going to be so easy. And it's not. There's a whole learning process and it's a lot of work and dedication. And I love it um, still to this day. And uh, we got married. I was basically broke, had a baby on the way. And uh, that first year was really rough. I, for me, um, there's a lot of adjusting. You had moved into uh, my apartment in uh, Mar Vista. We had roommates. Yes, at that time. Oh, God, I should have kept that apartment. Um, so uh, we had moved in for a few months and then got a place of our own in Mar Vista. And Mar Vista was a great little uh, place on the west side. Loved still it. is. Yeah, still Love is. It. Now it's all gentrified. And so you can't afford anything anymore. Some, used pe- to be, some people can. Some people can, yeah. <laughs> um, so we were living there, and that first year was really rough for me mentally and emotionally because I was still processing our actual breakup. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a really bad breakup, and you moved to New York, and I think I, like, it was a whole movie scene where mm-hmm. I was, like, crying. <laughs> as you I were at the bottom you. of the escalator yeah, as I you. ascended up yeah, to my where, gate. You escalated up the escalator. Yeah. And I was seeing you off and I was just bawling or it was raining. I'm not sure. It was just raining on my face. Mm. It was so sad. I still remember that. It was just like such a K-drama moment. Yeah. Um, anyway, so broke it up. You go. We didn't really, you know, talk for a while. And then we talked. And then it was just a lot of, you know, hard feelings to deal with. So that was the first year just dealing with that and like, you know, with the fact that um, I resented you. There's a lot of resentment there, there was, that first year. There wasn't any healing or closure with no, that. No, not at all. Because it was like, oh, we're pregnant. That means we should probably get married. Yeah, and right? then just everything is fine. You get married, and that's it. You just figure it out because that's what that'll every, fix everything. That's what our parents did. That's what America does. And gosh darn it, it was good enough for us. Um, <laughs> it wasn't, and um, but you know, got through that first year. Um, went on a few auditions here and there, but mostly worked at night. Mm-hmm. So that first year was kind of figuring out the the flow. Um, you know, I worked at night, you worked during the day, That's right. um, you know, so we kind of switched off shifts and yeah, we I, hardly saw each other. No yeah, ships passing in the night. It was, uh, it was a lot to deal with. Um, but in my mind, you know, I was like, okay, cool. Well, we figured out some sort of pattern. So the second year was kind of like a little bit better. You know, I hadn't dealt with all the prior trauma, but I was just kind of like, okay, cool. Well, we're coexisting and I think we're doing okay. And then the third year, that was rough. Uh, I think it was like March or April. I'm smacking really loud. It's ASMR. You just want to hear me. So that third year, um, uh, Zandy gets diagnosed with breast cancer uh, in it's like March or April. Yeah, we don't have to go through the details. I got yeah, cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She got she. Well, she didn't get cancer. We just had lumps, and then we're like, we, don't say we. Please don't say we. Okay, fine. I won't. Uh, you got the cancer. Thank you. Thank you. You had the lumps. <laughs> you um, didn't have no breasts. I did not have any breasts. I had the breasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, um, she got diagnosed with breast cancer. And listen, I'm a barely working uh, restaurant, you know, server at night. Broke. I got a one and a half year old child at home. I got a now a wife with breast cancer. Stage four. 
This is where we insert the violin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what's this for? Stage three. Do you even know what that is? Okay, so it wasn't even. I'm gonna smack you. It was, okay, it was Stage a very big deal. Yeah, it was. It's very aggressive. Mm, it Stage four ha- means it hasn't metastasized to any other part of the body. The only place it had moved to were the lymph nodes lymph under nodes. under my arms. Right. Yeah. So anyway, um, here's the thing. Looking back, it's just kind of like a, you know, just the details kind of really stand out to me, but um, I don't really know how to deal with anything. I right. just did not. Um, so I kind of checked out. I definitely checked out. I, you know, missed a bunch of appointments, funeral appointments and stuff like that. And my thing was, here's here here's where my head was at. <laughs> Not for sympathy. It's just looking back. This is where just my head was facts. at. Observation. Just the facts. Yes, officer, immediately. Um, in my mind, I figured, hey, if I work, the rent paid and you know groceries and whatever the necessities that's kind of how i was present for you to mm-hmm. to me because that's kind of the example that i grew up with sure um you know my parents were there physically yes they provided clothes and food and shelter and it was all you know fine but they weren't present and i never i didn't have an example of what that meant you know i didn't know what it meant to be like oh something's going on with someone my family i should drop everything and be there for them yeah and that's not something in my mind that made sense to me because it was never modeled to you it was if something went wrong with me this is this is just an example of how my brain worked Mm -hmm. i got hit by a car riding my bike to school in in fifth grade Mm. instead of calling my parents which a normal you know kid might do i just went to school because i didn't want to get in trouble by my my parents because i knew it would be an inconvenience so i was bleeding Sitting in my homeroom fifth grade class, and the teacher was like, "Are you okay?" And I clearly wasn't. I got run over by an SUV, but I dragged my ass to school, and I was sitting there bleeding. So that's kind of my background on you know trauma and 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 what I felt like my value was to mm-hmm. my parents. Like they provide me with things, therefore I shouldn't inconvenience them. And some, you know, a lot of times I was made to feel that way. Sure. So that was kind of where I was coming from, and and so I just was like work. You know, and and I just provide, out. just provide, and that's provide all, stability. That's all it was right. for me. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know that's kind of long and short of it. And then um, I don't know. Like I would love to hear what you have to yeah. say on you know what you observed. Of course. Well, just to close up your your story, your chapter. That chapter, yeah. Right. So you didn't show up, and mm-hmm. I had had enough of that, and eventually came to you and said, "This isn't working out. I'm I'm leaving you." Two days before our, uh, what would have been our third year anniversary. Right, but we didn't really spend that much time together anyway. No, we didn't. So. Yeah, which is, you know, kind of sad, like, in retrospect, like, oh, man. Yeah. You know, Can considering... you tell me how you received that? Uh, what were your feelings, if you can recall, when I, I asked you, or not asked you, I told you that I was leaving? Yeah, I think initially it was shock, hmm. and it gave way to rage pretty quickly. And then um, just a sort of reservation, like just kind of checking out, obviously, is something I'm kind of, you know, familiar with. So I was like, okay, great. Um, yeah, okay. 
And the, and, and the thing is, in my mind, too, I had a five-year plan. Mm-hmm. So one of my things, and I think we talked about this, maybe I touched on it before, yeah. is that in my mind, I was like, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to make the money. I'm going to book jobs. And in five years, I want you to be able to pursue your dreams as well. Well, so, you basically said, I, I'm going to get my big break yeah. in five years. That's yeah. my goal. And then yeah. once I get my big break, it'll be your turn to yes. pursue your acting career because mm-hmm. I did put mine on hold. Absolutely. And, you know, that was kind of like my way of being like, all right, cool. Let's compromise this. Five and, years, wow. Yeah. And Can you fun- imagine? The funny thing is, after, literally as we separated, uh, we're through that process, I booked my first major TV role, and a recurring TV role, and the next like two years was Is this really where we great. insert it? Here? We insert your cameo right here? Okay. Can we do that? Oh. Do you know how to do that? I guess we can. Right here. Yeah. I'll put the Your thing. first... I'll show my Whoa. red carpet photo. Your red carpet photo with your crutches because yeah. you broke your leg oh wakeboarding. Yeah. yeah. Um, the like week after I took you off my insurance. That was rough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was the whole thing with, with the divorce. Um, yeah, it, it, it was rough. I did not handle it very well. And, you know, because I thought I had a plan that I was working towards, it didn't make sense to me. I was really angry that you would just be like, all right, cool. Sure. Especially because I was like, you know, you're, in, you're getting better. And I, you know, had, you had people around you that were, you know, really taking care of you. And I, in my head, I'm like, well, she's clearly good with that. Yeah. And then so when you said you wanted to separate, yeah. like a small part of me, I think, felt relief because mm-hmm. of the pressure being kind of alleviated. But yeah. I think a lot of it was just, uh, just disappointment and resentment because yeah. I'm like, how dare you? Yeah. After the things you've done to me in the past, once yeah. again, unresolved trauma. And, you. Are and, you all of, and the, all the steps that you thought you were taking to yeah. create stability mm-hmm. and to show up in your own way. Yeah. It kind of was a surprise. Is that right? Oh, absolutely. It was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it was the last K tornado of emotion. Right. I was yeah. like, yeah, you're not really doing it for me. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that's kind of a segue into my side of the story, which mm-hmm. was basically, you know, first of all, getting married was knee-jerk reaction let's face it it was a product so jerk yeah it there was are things more things that jerk than just the knee is like an elbow and like a neck twitch mm. and a, and a yeah. back spasm Take of back. into marriage like oh god I you will marry me yeah. <laughs> you just kinda, will <laughs> you must you just like shoved me into sign a, here mother yeah yeah oh, that's how i felt yeah cool i felt cool, strong-armed cool. well i felt bamboozled I felt hornswoggled. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, uh, that was very much informed by my upbringing in the the Christian church. I I thought you were going to say Filipino community. And Filipino community. So um, I felt a lot of pressure from my grandfather, rest in peace, who was a pastor and basically said our child would be cursed if we did not get married because we we ain't trying to have no Rosemary's baby. I've seen that movie when I was a kid. It was very traumatizing. We don't want to curse the baby. We we didn't want Antichrist to. No. Or something. Yeah. So we were like, well, we better get married then, right? So we, we had fornicated. Yeah. Fornicated. <laughs> it's just funnier that way. Okay. Okay. So then uh, we went through with that. Mm-hmm. We had a little backyard wedding and all of our friends, bless them all, mm-hmm. came together, hooked us up so that we could have um, the very nice, intimate wedding that we had 
there was still a, like a good number. I feel like there was like close to a hundred people. Yeah. Still for an intimate wedding, I'm like, oh, good on us. Yeah. Really, really made it happen. Thank you to um, everyone who made it happen. By yeah, the way. Yeah. I'd like to thank Sorry, our sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to this episode our is brought to you by nothing who gave us premarital counseling that actually was I don't know it didn't work. We had premarital counseling. Yeah, we did. We, I know we met with one. That was pre, wasn't that, that pre, was, yeah that was anyways. So um, great at pre, premarital premarital sex. Not so good with the premarital counseling. <laughs> anyways, anyways, yeah. So on my end over here. Yeah, what did you what did how did you just feel? constantly feeling un- dissatisfied. Mm-hmm. Dissatisfied because I was not satisfied with my own self, let's face it. Um I'm learning now through yeah. therapy yeah. that I just never felt good enough for myself. Mm-hmm. And so I always was seeking validation and seeing my self worth through my partner, whichever partner that was at the time you Mm. my husband at the moment at the at the time Mm. and when you couldn't pull through when you weren't present that need of validation was not being met and so i would either look through look for it in other places in other people um whether it be you know other family members friends other people um yeah didn't work out so yeah when you say other people Let's let's clarify um, with the word entanglement. Be an apt description for the the, the validation you're seeking. Cheers, Jada. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, yes. Let's These, be, let's get let's keep it real right now. Let's, let's uh, keep it real. explore this. So, um, two a couple of weeks ago, when we were talking about doing this podcast, I told yeah. you that. You know, there were some things that you still didn't know about me. Mm. And if we were going to do this podcast together, that I wanted you to know the truth from straight, yeah. straight from me. Yeah. Because I didn't want people coming out the woodworks, you know, be like, hey, you think you know your ex-wife? It world just, it, shaking. No. It didn't shake your world. No. Okay, fine. It just it didn't shake your world. It was a bit of a, it was just. Did it? Was, it? Did it shake your world? You know, I'm going to say fundamentally for my past self who is still inside of me. Yeah. I'm sorry. I negated that experience for you. It's, 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 uh, you know, at the end of it all, like I have to deal with it because there's sure. nothing to deal with. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't change necessarily like how I feel about this and our friendship and, um, what we're doing right now, which I think is really valuable. Mm-hmm. What it does do is kind of inform certain things, you know, just, um, of of past experiences you yeah. know what i mean that's what it is because yeah. i'm like it, these people um one of them i kind of figured right. i just thought it was like kind of you know i was like it's weird she's hanging out with him a lot but whatever i mean as long as she has someone to hang out with that was cool i'm not a very suspicious person i'm not a very or jealous person or jealous person which i never thought i was that not jealous guy but i am uh, apparently and then the other one that one was a bit of a shock mm-hmm. so Viewers, there were two, two entanglements. Two entanglements. One for each year of our marriage. Right. <laughs> yes. Was it though? Um, I don't. Really. I don't this remember kind of how like, long they were. Yeah, yeah. However, I do know that I hung out with these people in 
in the context of act- of groups actually mm-hmm. and then felt connected to this person because he was a male figure that actually cared about me and cared and, like, about asked my like, question asked me questions was present and- was like man i yeah. wish i could take care of you and i was like i really wish you could take care of me too um because i'm not enough for myself and i don't know how to take care of myself so mm-hmm. all that to say is i was i had needs and I wasn't getting them met by you. Also, mm-hmm. I probably didn't voice them specifically because yeah. I didn't know what they How were. Could you? Yeah, yeah. You had, I don't think you had I mean, the tools. I, I to... was lo- I was just as lost as you were. We both were lost. Yeah. I had cancer and I did not know how to navigate that. I did my best. So basically. Okay. So I feel like we've been meandering, right? No, okay. no I was getting somewhere. So right. let me finish. All right. It's my turn okay. still. So basically, I had needs. I couldn't express them. I didn't know what they were, so I couldn't even ask for them to be met. And so I had expected you to basically read my mind. And when you didn't. Which is healthy and normal and completely just part of every marriage that works out. Right. Exactly. When you didn't, then I said, I'm out of here. Yeah. But I mean, you were out a couple of times. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A couple of times, you know. Sure. Yeah. um, We weren't really in it. Yeah, and that's uh, that's we didn't thing because... we didn't really do stuff together. No. So, so on that third year, it was it was just it was time. Yeah. To call it. Yeah, dealing with your with with the cancer and the treatments, me not being there, and just it was like it was a whole uh, yeah. plethora of things. We had a lot of trauma. We had a lot of triggers. We had a lot of work that we needed to do. Which yeah. I'm happy to say. Yeah. We've actually done in the last few years. You yeah. actually started your therapy journey um, before right. I did. Yeah. And I had, I just completed, not completed, but I've, I'm um, on one year. Yeah. Of yeah. Oh, that's now. right. I remember it was uh, about like six years ago, four or five years ago. I remember telling you um, uh, about therapy and I just, you know, I was on the West side now and, you know, trying to do a little bit better as far as you know, and being there and closer and all that stuff. I remember telling you about going through therapy. Yeah. And your response was very skeptical and even resentful. And I'm like, get yeah. real, bro. You have responsibilities. You yeah. need to take care of your son. You can't be on a, this other planet. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. Like you thought I was in La La Land. Like I did. Uh, just, oh, look at this guy. Like mental health and self-improvement. And I didn't, you know, I, I, I remember that. I remember mm-hmm, that. And, mm-hmm. and, and I was like, I hope she finds inner peace. Right. Which I have. Thank you. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm search. I'm, I'm on my own journey now, yeah. and now I can definitely appreciate that we we can speak the same language it now. Took oh. a few years. Three it, years it later. Took a few years to uh, for you to get to this. How many point. years? Eight years later. Eight years later. Um, but I think it's uh, you know, we all go at di- different speeds, right? And you know, um. And you having exited your second marriage, you know, that's a, that's a huge deal. It you got to figure out like, well, it's not that there's anything wrong with you per se, but like, you know, maybe those marriages weren't the fix all that we assumed that we they thought it was going to fix everything yeah. and that it was going to be like, oh, we're a unit now. Yeah. And that's the proper way yeah. to have a kid and bring this kid into the world. Right. Yes, under the Lord of heaven, right. you know. So if you were to ask Zandy, and Jin from 2011, mm-hmm. why we got divorced. What do you think we would say? Um, what was the core? Because we were young, dumb, and full of cum. 
Right. That, that's what I was going to say, too. That's app, right? Yes. Cool. We're on the same page. Also, <laughs> we didn't know ourselves. No. We didn't, we didn't know we were holding a lot of trauma and baggage, and we needed to work on ourselves in order to love each other. So yeah. first we needed to, to love ourselves, which we didn't mm-hmm. at all. Um, now that we know what and that really means. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. Um, I think a lot of people, there are people that whether because of their support system or because their third year of marriage wasn't interrupted by stage three breast cancer, um, can learn and grow past it. That's true. And that's so true. I don't want to, you know, sit here and say, oh, well, anyone that's doing what what we did yeah. is going to ultimately ultimately fail because that's not the case. Right. Um, we it was were dealt re- a very unique set of circumstances. Absolutely. It was it exacerbated yeah. the situation yeah. really. And we were lost. I did not know how to deal with cancer. And I thought I knew what my partner should be doing. Mm-hmm. Which, I didn't even know how to address his pain. Yeah. I didn't even acknowledge his pain yeah. and grief and hurt of his own partner having cancer and not knowing what to do. I was consumed with my own journey and like, you should be focused on me too. And if I was someone that, you know, was in a semi-decent place, like, of course I would have been there for you because that would be the first instinct. But, you know, being caught in this whole chaos of of my inner mind and lack of um, perspective, it didn't, and lack of examples. I remember the first time, the first memory I have of being asked if I was okay was a really good friend of ours. Um, And through this process, through the cancer and through the end of our marriage, she said, are you okay? Like you're going through a lot. And I remember thinking to myself, that's bull crap. I'm not going through anything. I'm just, I suck. And that's why this marriage failed and I couldn't be there for her. And it's like, I wrote myself off. Because you weren't the one with cancer. Yeah. and, And I knew I failed at whatever, you know. I was supposed to be doing and a lot of it has to do with what we thought we were both supposed to be doing what the exactly. other person was supposed to be doing right and looking back on that I'm like oh man if I can go back and answer that question again you know definitely would have started this awareness journey earlier but you know still had to go through all the paces of like being broke and then breaking my leg and then you know um that didn't really end up so good so I was a year like not walking and not working. And there was a lot of other stuff that ended up exacerbating the end of our marriage as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Um, and me moving in really quickly with my next partner. Yes. Yes. So that, that really, was... that was probably a lot to deal with at one time. Mm-hmm. And, and then, and then finding out that you were pregnant with his child. Yeah. It happened. It happened really quickly. Yeah. 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 So anyway, that's going to be probably more information that we will talk about post-divorce. Of course. Yeah. But that. So why did we get divorced? If you ask Zandy today, Mm -hmm. it was because I was not enough for myself. Mm -hmm. And I entered the marriage in that state Mm -hmm. and I left the marriage in an even worse state of not loving myself and not being able to show up for myself and in turn not being able to show up for you, Mm -hmm. not being able to communicate what I needed and how I was feeling, just expecting you to read my mind. Yeah. So yeah, that was bullshit. Don't do that. Don't. Don't do that. that. Yeah. You know, it's okay to talk. It's okay to ask for what you need and to work it out and say, Mm -hmm. here, this is how I'm feeling. How do you feel about what I just said? Yeah. About what I need. Yeah. And then talk it through. Yeah. Sounds simple, but it's actually not. No. Um, Because you have to be, you know, truthful with yourself. And I don't think a lot of people are either, you know, in a positive or negative way. Some people are delusional. Um, Other people, you know, like myself are have a hard time. Um, 
being vulnerable because to me being vulnerable means I'm inconveniencing someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and being in that mindset, you don't get anything done. You can't help yourself. You can't help anybody else. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah, if you ask me now why we got divorced is because I had no capacity to think outside of my own uh, self-preservation and not because I was just inherently selfish is because I was so used to protecting myself in all stages of my life. And even after things, you know, as an adult, like are supposed to work out and yet yet you work towards things and you things and they work out. Like I still couldn't see past, you know, a lot of, a, a lot of the, um, supposed inequities, things that were missing in my life, sure. you know? So and it sounds like we both were, we couldn't step outside ourselves. Yeah. And right? I still deal with that for sure. Yeah. You know, and I have to sit and literally count out the things that I am blessed with. Mm-hmm. And that's a tough exercise to do, but, um, yeah. It's, all it's a learning process. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm just grateful that we're here today and that we can talk about it and yeah. we can be friends and yeah. we can co-parent and mm-hmm. And our son can see us thrive <laughs> and move past um, that chapter of our lives because we've healed, not mm-hmm. because we're sweeping it under the rug, but because we've we've addressed and awesome. we did the work. Awesome. Cheers to our therapists. Yeah. And us doing the work. Gosh. So the moral of the story and the moral of every single one of our podcasts is remember. It's It's not not always about about you. you.